Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's BudPod133. BudPod133. One PP. Just one PP, please. One PP. That's when I... That's that's what I feel like when I go into a public restaurant restroom where you have to put in like a coin to enter the turnstiles, yeah. like in a train station or something. I feel like saying one pee pee, please, <laughs> and you put in you put in the coin and you buy a pee pee. Do you think that those are gone now because of COVID or because of just general? I feel yeah. I feel like King's Cross is free. They now. Must... Is it free? Yeah. The toilets. The one I'm thinking of is Paddington. Is that one? I haven't tried the toilet free, there for a while. Free toilets. Pooping for free. Pooping like God intended. Pooping for me. Pushing <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, out my back ended. Uh, nice. Uh, dis- distended. <laughs> Pushing out brown distended. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Pooping for free. Poo free, <clears throat> as free as the wind blows. I think maybe it's gone because I don't remember the last time I had to fumble for like a 20 pence piece to try and get a, have a 20p. Oh, it's 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 absolute torture. It's like something from Squid Game having to find <laughs> Having to find the correct change when you have explosive diarrhea grumbling in your in your colon. Yeah, and you're and you don't want to miss a train. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Squid Train. Have you <laughs> have you have you watched any of Squid Game? Um, me and uh, the lady were going to start yesterday, but we were too tired for gore. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah, like gore is not something you sort of sit back and relax with, eh? It's yeah, you sort of go ah, like like a hot bath as you watch people get dismembered somehow. Yeah, it's it's gory, it's violent. Yeah, um, I yeah, I have oh, watched a bit of um, I think it's called Invincible, the cartoon. What's Invincible? Uh, it's like a grown-up... Um, it reminds me a lot of Watchmen, actually. Oh, yeah. It's a cartoon. Yeah, it's an animated... Uh, adult animated series. Like it's, It can be very, very gory. Oh, great. What's it on? Um, Prime, I think. Prime. Prime. Prime time. Optimus Prime. Yeah, I'd love to watch a, a gory cartoon. It's it's good, man. It's it's very strong, sort of Watchmen vibes, um, Adult Swim vibes. It reminds me, mm-hmm. yeah, it reminds me of of, of Metalocalypse. If anyone listening has ever seen that, and Watchmen, Metalocalypse, Metalocalypse, yeah. Wow, it's an old Adult Swim series. Bit of Venture Brothers vibe okay, to okay. it. There's so many great grown-up cartoons out there. They're so funny. Um. Especially Venture Brothers, yeah. if people haven't seen Venture Brothers. It's excellent. Or at least I remember it being mm. excellent. I haven't seen it in a long time. <clears throat> Did you ever watch Johnny Quest when you were young? Oh, gosh. I remember Johnny Quest. Yeah. So Venture Brothers is like a grown-up, like like an adult, like funny and fairly violent Johnny Quest. The most adult cartoon I grew up with was gargoyles yeah. have i mentioned that on this podcast <laughs> oh yeah gargoyles gargoyles are so serious and brooding i remember it was very like, so, even as a child i was like i can't believe this is a car- cartoon <laughs> it's so sad and like dark it's like i'm being like i mean like the gargoyles of macbeth's castle or something it's like really like grown up and gothic and I remember they were very like you can never be happy. You are a gargoyle. Like it was. Yeah, every 
at the end of every one, the main gargoyle, he just goes back on his perch and he turns into stone, like sad that he can't, he can never have a happy life. Yes, you're yeah. right. I've looked it up. Um, after spending a thousand years in an enchanted, petrified state, the gargoyles have been who've been transported from medieval Scotland. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Yeah, are reawakened in modern wow. day New York City. New York City. Gosh, that's it. I mean, it's a brilliant. It's a brilliant concept. It'd be a great, like graphic novel series. Maybe it was. Um. Of, of uh, also, I mean, the elephant in the room is they aren't gargoyles; they're grotesques. Yes, yeah, none of them are vomiting water. That's that's exactly it. I mean, this is like, yeah, this is um, the 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 pedant's favorite masonry fact <laughs> is that unless water is gurgling, i.e., gargoyling through its mouth, it is not a gargoyle; it's a grotesque. Yeah, do you think that's where we get gargling from? I thought it was the other way around. I thought gargoyle make a face, was from gargoyle. Make a face and a noise like a gargoyle. Well, it's just onomatopoeic, isn't it? Gargle. Yeah, it is. Gargle, gargle. I found the, the, the opening narration of Goliath, the mean, the main gargoyle, the head one. Goliath, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it starts pretty, you know, like, good but not crazy yet, right? So it says, 1,000 years ago. Okay, so that's that's actually the period I studied at university. Yeah. 1,000 years ago, superstition and the sword ruled. Right, that's pretty good. Yes. Oh, superstition and the sword? Yeah, 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 okay, for a given definition of superstition. It was a time of darkness. Well, yeah, yeah kind of. It was a world of fear. Yes, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> It was the age of gargoyles. Hmm? <laughs> well, you've slipped that Excuse in there. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> it was the age of gargoyles. Hang on a, hang on a minute. That's when my hand shoots up in the lecture. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so funny. One thousand years so ago, funny. superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was the age of gargoyles. Uh- <laughs> uh, does it continue beyond yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Stone, stone by day, warriors by night. We, wow, we were betrayed yeah. by the humans we had sworn to protect. Frozen in stone by a magic spell for a thousand years. Now, here in Manhattan... <laughs> Uh 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 the spell is broken how okay whatever and we live again we are defenders of the night we are gargoyles great i mean it's it's stirring stuff if you overlook the whole age of gargoyles thing also if they're stoned by day and warriors by night you know how i would defeat that army attack in the day Yeah, the- we can't defeat these these almighty gargoyles. They're the perfect soldier. <laughs> they can fly. They rip you to shreds. They're completely inanimate for half of the day. Sorry, what? <laughs> they're completely inanimate for half. They're stone during the time of day. Oh, but it's a time of day where visibility is lowest. No, it's a time of day where where we can see most clearly. <laughs> right. So we have the most maybe attack energy. then. Maybe attack then, when you can see and when your enemy is immobile. <laughs> hmm, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to take this to. I'll, I'll, I'll workshop this and get back to you. I'll, we'll, yeah, I will just. Uh, I'll pitch it. I'll pitch it. <laughs> but I don't think they're gonna like it. <laughs> the best enemy, like, for like never finishing either way, would be vampires. Then, wouldn't it? That's right, then yeah. They'd both be like, oh, if only we could be awake when the other guy's not awake. <laughs> if only we, we could be awake when they're just lying in a coffin and when leaving, going outside will literally kill them straight away. How do we defeat these almighty beings? <laughs> Isn't it funny that vampires are immortal but they still need to sleep? That's true. 
What, what's, what's their argument? Well, I have to sleep or I'll, you know, still be alive. I'll have to sleep or I guess I'd just be tired. They'd make mistakes. They'd make vampire mistakes. They make mistakes. Their short-term memory is shot. They get cranky. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, but it's interesting. It's like, so your sort of metabolism and biology is so different to us that you can live forever, but similar enough that every 24 hours you need eight hours rest. Yeah, and the, the, yeah, the exact. <laughs> in fact, no, 16 hours rest on average, right? Oh, right, because it's the full, all daylight. I guess it depends where, like, you know, if, it's, if they're in the Arctic or whatever. It's it's well it averages out at sixteen and eight, doesn't it? Sixteen of day, eight of night, like averaged over the whole year. Is that right? Well, well I guess in the Arctic, it's like half of the year they're they're awake nonstop, and then they sleep <laughs> for the other. They have to hibernate basically. Arctic Arctic vampires are like um, Arctic vampires. There's the Cartoon Network show I'm going to pitch. That would be good in the far lands of the a frozen thousand north. years ago. Yes, <laughs> the the Arctic. It is the land. Of fear, a land of superstition and the sword, and a land of vampires. <laughs> hmm? Hmm? Yeah, it's a land of snow. Yep. It's a land of ice. Correct. It's a land of, of pure daylight and pure darkness. Mm hmm. It is the land of vampires. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Yeah, that's my cartoon. That's my serious cartoon. That would be good. Arctic vampire. <laughs> I think that's good. And you could say that, like, um, you could say that maybe Dracula, because uh, you know Dracula sent himself on a ship to 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 the UK. It crashed at Whitby. Oh, sorry, I've got someone buzz- ringing the bell. Just give me a sec. Go, go, go. This is live. Phil being rung, having his bell rung, listeners. But what's it going to be? I'm going to say Amazon delivery. Let's find out. Hello. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Nice, it's an Amazon delivery. I got it. I knew it was a Bezos. It was a Bezos. I'm going to keep it in. It's Gonzo. I like it. What did you order? They can't hear what you're saying. I'm, re- I'm relaying it. What did you order? A bin. <laughs> That's like a riddle, Phil. Like, uh, you've ordered a bin, and the second you get the bin, the first thing that goes in the bin is the packaging of the bin. That's nice. I like that a lot. Phil's away from his microphone, listeners, by the way. That's what that's about. Um... He's walking back up. I liked hearing, um, I don't think the listeners heard, but you entered a sort of code, which I quite liked. A code? Beep, 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 beep. Oh, no, I, I didn't enter a code. It's just um, my, 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 the, the gate that lets you in, into the house. Uh, it's got like a little screen thing where people buzz in. And so you can actually look at their face. And you can bloop, you press a button to say hello, and you bloop, you press a button to open the gate for them. Okay. Yes, I have had a bin delivered, everyone. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's the only thing you can be delivered where you unpack it and then put what was on the outside into it. Yes, exactly. It's, it's, the, only, it's, it's the only delivery that swallows itself. <laughs> <laughs> can you? Is there it anything else that, that you immediately sort of invert it like that? Um... Socks? Yeah, maybe. Uh, um, what kind of bin was it? I want to know what, what's your taste in bins. Well, this, you know, I, I've been thinking about bins for a long time. <laughs> it's, 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 it's one of those, like, like sneaky big commitments. Like, you yeah. don't think about a bin as, like, you think it's not something you can just buy. But when you stop thinking about it, it's like, this is going to be, a, like, a fundamental feature of my home. Yes, it's a, it's something that I'm going to interact with every day, many times a day, uh, and so you want to get it right. So I, I was thinking this bin 
because it's my first time living in my own space and like it's up to me how I furnish the place and how I manage this um the space and I wanted a bin that's both is this good radio I wanted a bin that was both good for the rubbish and somewhere I can put the recycling but I don't have much lateral space and all the bins I was looking at were like really fat and wide but quite low so they're taking up all this space on the ground yeah but still having to bend over to put it in so this is a bin that has the bins on top of each other. This is a so bin got like... long and thin. <laughs> this is a can tall as a man. <laughs> it is not wide. Climb inside. <laughs> In two parts it comes. Um, before... For old cans and old buns. Very nice. Both perishable and not will find their place in these boxes. (laughs) Also, Phil, take careful note of how many liters it is because you do what I do and you go to the shops and then you try and buy bin bags and they're like, do you want a 12 liter or 5 liter? And you go, I don't know how many bin liters I have. It's uh, 30 litres each, baby. Damn! 30, 30L times 2, 60L total. Mm-hmm. I think 30L is the standard, but then no bags come in 30L. It's like the bin bag industry, which in the vernacular of this podcast just means like a bad industry, but here the literal... <laughs> yes. The, <laughs> that's a bin bags industry, but this is literally the bin bags <laughs> industry. <laughs> but they don't seem to communicate with the bin industry, because... It's like no, neither has told the other. This is how big bins are. If this was a if this was a Tim Burton film, it would be because the head of the bin industry and the head of the bin bag industry are rival brothers who don't speak <laughs> for fifty years, and they live in mansions yeah. on tall, spindly hills that look at each other. It was the age of fear, <laughs> of mansions and hills. It was the age of bins. <laughs> what brand? I want to see the Amazon reviews of this bin, Phil. What brand of bin? It's a Joseph and Joseph. Um, it is two brothers. You know that? Oh my gosh, it is. <gasps> How did I? Yes, of course. Oh, God. But then they're they're both making the bin though. Maybe one will. Have, maybe one left to to make the bag. It's because it's like a, a Joseph and his Technicolor bin bag. <laughs> you got jealous of how colorful a, this bin bag was. So this is the name of the bin. It's the Joseph and Joseph Totem Whoa. Max. So it's 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 stacked as a totem, which if I was a native Canadian I would find quite insulting. Yeah. To use. <laughs> yeah, your sacred to use sort of bin. My sacred I mean, they're basically gravestones. They're basically um, eulogies, right? A totem. They're there to mark the death of a significant member of the society. But it's also how we in England describe bins that go one on top of the other. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at this bin, listeners, and it is like a space-age bin where it's on top of itself and it's kind of... It's it's a you know what yeah. Phil I didn't never thought I'd say this it's a hell of a bin. Thank you. I think it's quite a handsome bin. It is a handsome bin. Um, that's a which is a funny. Uh, that's it, a good way Phil to to neg a man. <laughs> you're a handsome bin. <laughs> well, you're a handsome bin of a fella. <laughs> well, aren't you a handsome bin of a man? <laughs> He'll definitely sleep with you then. Also, I th- I'm pretty sure that I've just looked this up and it's, for some reason, f- suddenly £40 cheaper than it was when I bought it two days ago. You have been Joseph and joseph I've been joseph baby. You've been joseph baby. Also, what- Tell your friends. That's what the guy says. <laughs> the, the, the top of bin cover here, um, uh, the, the, the cover that goes on top of the refuse, the rubbish, the... The gross rubbish, the wet, the wet garbage. There's like <laughs> a filter in it to filter out the smell, Ooh. and it's like remember to replace the filter every three months. And I'm just like, go fuck yourself. It's one, it's one, it's one filter until I die. I hope that filter's a strong one because it's staying there forever. 
Remember to replace the stink layer every time you... I've already stopped reading. <laughs> Have you ever had a sensor bin? Now, there's a false economy. It's not, It's a bad idea. Have you had like one of these fancy bins where you wave your hand over it and it goes... Zoop, what? Like a, you, like a Jedi bin? Yeah, Jedi bin. It's... It's an it's one of those ideas that on paper sounds really cool, but in practice it's so fucking stupid. Because we had it in the flat for a while, and I first like zoop, wow, I don't have to touch the bin, cool, zoop, yeah, I'm keeping my hands clean. And then if, eventually, after two weeks, it goes, and it's not not got enough power to open the lid, <laughs> and you have to replace the batteries. But guess where the battery compartment is, Pierre? It's under the bit. It's inside the bin. <laughs> With and it's a compartment with the grooves and little gaps so that it can mm, it can collect all the gunk that has been evaporating upwards through the bin <laughs> and it can just seep into this lovely <laughs> cavity that seems almost designed to trap gunk and smell and moisture. And you have to take out the, the batteries, and it's disgusting, it's horrible. The bat- and so now I'm foot pedal all the way, foot pedal, foot pedal. The the batteries for the cleaning robot are located in the anus of this dog. <laughs> that's that's so that's exactly the sort of stupid fucking decision. Also, like batteries, I mean, like you're just smashing your way through double A so that you don't have to touch your bin, even though none of this is necessary. Yeah, I know, Phil. I, Although now I've just realised, yeah. I don't know how actually this top of this bin opens, and I don't. It isn't actually a pedal bin. God fucking damn it! Oh, there's some. I'm reading the reviews, and some of the reviews are quite annoyed about the lid release. Oh crap! Loads of the reviews are very pleased, Phil. But there, I have bad news. There is one very bad review in German, and it's 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 all the worse for being in German. I've no idea what it means, but it sounds really. It sounds so much worse in German. Well, I'll be taking this bin for a spin later today, and I'll let you know what I think. Well, taking it for a bin spin. I'm afraid, Phil, that someone called GSL says that the bin is absolute Kauf. What is Kauf? Mean? I don't know what any of it means, but it's the, whatever it is, Phil, that for this guy or girl, for this hair or frau, uh, <laughs> this bin was absolute Kauf. For so ein Tür, ein product ist der Verschluss. Hoffnungsmechanismus oh, no, ein Witz. <laughs> it sounds pretty bad, Phil. This is a <laughs> that sounds bad. Am Anfang yeah. hat der Deckel sich noch auf Knopfdruck geöffnet. God, shit, that doesn't sound good. Nach drei Monate lieder schon nicht mehr. That sounds terrible. Das Produkt wird also reklamiert. Phil, the product is also reklamiert. Mm. What have I done? You've, you've bought a you've bought an absolute fell calf. That's what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I've never. The brothers Joseph have had me again. I think I think the der Bruders Joseph might be more accurate. The <laughs> 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 der Bruders Joseph. That's like a question from Shooting Stars. Is there anything more German than reviewing a bin online? <laughs> but thank god for them i mean these people are all weirdos they're kind of people that you know will review a coat hanger but you need them when you when you're looking for coat hangers you're so glad they're there yeah this is the thing isn't it it's it's hard to um it's it, it's it's hard to to have a bal- to have a view either way on these guys because they are like a kind of well they're a bit like the then the they're the hero we need right now, aren't they, when we're looking at these products? Yeah, exactly. Not the heroes we wanted, and not the heroes we'll value, but the heroes we need. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm looking up um, <laughs> one of the primary villains of Gargoyles. I'm still on the Gargoyles. <laughs> okay, Phil, here's a good game. How many... I can't... Wow, okay. I thought it would be different to that. How many episodes of Gargoyles do you think there were? So, hmm. so they're half an hour each. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say... How many episodes... 80. 78. Whoa. Wow. You're, nice one. You're the gargoyle whisperer. Well done, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> 78 episodes of the fucking gargoyles. Yeah, that's a lot, eh? What? Can that, po- yeah, that's... Can that possibly be right? Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a lot of gargoyle action. The main villain is a guy called, one of the main villains, David Xanatos. Wow, okay. Okay. I feel like some some of the villains that they're like, in, were they, did they survive from medieval Scotland? Like through some magic? There's a couple of other magic like stuff. Ancient, yeah. Magic, magic lads and, and lasses. But he is the founder, owner, and CEO of Xanatos Enterprises and a member of the Illuminati. There you go. Wow, they had, like, full-blown Illuminati shit in there. There's too many... If I had to do notes on this, I'd be like, how many layers are there of this? Yeah, I feel like the Gargoyles thing alone is enough to have to explain without going into the Illuminati. Yeah, it's, um... I think I... Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm already busy trying to figure out how Gargoyles work before you start to go, okay, also, everything else is real as well. Mm-mm. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I would. I would say. I would feel like I had enough on my plate with gargoyles. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he's got this. Uh, there's this whole thing of Xanatos. It's like seven paragraphs about him trying to become. Trying. His his quest is for immortality, Phil. Mm. As I as I'm sure you could have guessed, and it's all about him making a deal with Puck, the son of the god of the forest, Oberon. Um, oh, so it's like Shakespearean shit. Yeah, yeah, because it's like yeah, it takes draws a lot from Shakespeare, I guess, because I think yeah, there's Macbeth and stuff. In there. Yeah, and he's um, he's pe- he's buying the castle in in from Scotland and moving it to New York and doing all this, and he's getting a rogue freelance geneticist to make clones, and and then wow. it goes on and on and on, and then at the end of this, <laughs> at the end of this fifth paragraph of this incredibly. Overcomplicated origin story. Here's the final sentence. During this time, he also discovered the existence of the Illuminati and became a member. <laughs> that would be such a funny. That's such a funny like final line. You know, in like a feel-good '80s movie, where at the end there's a freeze frame on all the characters and a bit of writing that tells you what they did. Like next. Animal House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He eventually discovered the Illuminati and became a member. <laughs> would be such a funny, <laughs> such a funny final note. Yeah, and it's for a really like it's for one of the, le- the, the one of the least interesting characters. Oh yeah, he's, yeah, and a bit goofy and like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The final frame is him just all smiling benignly. Yeah, he's he discovered the Illuminati and became a member, <laughs> and it just moves on straight to a guy who's like he's now the head of a chain of carpet stores. <laughs> you go, hang on could you no 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 we've got to get through them all now the illuminati was as far as i know was real but only for about 30 years or something do you know much about the illuminati um it it was a real society of i think intellectuals but i think they weren't particularly powerful and they were only around for a, <clears throat> a couple of decades Yes, they okay. But I guess that's what they want you to think. Well, I was going to say, it'd be funny. Do, do, <laughs> what do you know about the Illuminati? Nothing, Philip. Nothing. 
nothing. Um, I think I think we must know a few people who believe in the Illuminati. But yeah, you're right. It seems to have been a late 1700s Bavarian science club. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bavarian science. Delicious, delicious. The only smoked science. <laughs> And the only science where all the all the uh, uh, little test tubes and things are just full of wheat beer. <laughs> yeah, and um, and the uh, the coats, the lab coats are lab lederhosen. <laughs> they're white. They're cut as lederhosen. <laughs> yeah, it's all made from science lab coat material, but they all look like yodlers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They announce their discoveries through like a big uh, alpine horn. <laughs> Have you ever been to Bavaria, Phil? No, much as my much as the pity. I'd love to. I I just want to eat sausages and drink beer in like a valley, in an old town, in a beer keller. Yeah, we're chatting up frows and. <laughs> With pleats in their hair. <laughs> if you show up and they all start going, sort of, you just hear like, Joseph and Joseph. <laughs> and pointing at you, and they go, oh no, they know, I fell for it. No, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, laughed. I'm the laughing stock of the town. They, they know about Joseph and Joseph. They know about the absolute Felkauf. I um uh I I've, I I think I, I, something like duck t- um like like gargoyles or ducktails or all these cartoons that you just ducktails 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 da 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 ducktails oh, I can't remember it's a hard thing to go um da 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 ba 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 ducktails woo wasn't that it oh well done yeah. Well, I can't remember Dark my uh, pin code sometimes, but I've got that in there. Yep. I've got DuckTales yep. forever. Um, That's a brain that can prioritize. Isn't it, um, isn't it uh, funny how, as a kid, we must have sat in front of gargoyles absolutely fucking baffled <laughs> for hours. Yeah, yeah. So difficult, so dense, so impenetrable. <laughs> But I always I have a lot of respect for those show commissioners who who will not condescend to children. Who are like, nope, kids will understand th- these hour long dramas about gargoyles and the Illuminati that take heavily from Shakespearean canon. It's well. This is the thing: is that I, I guess mean, there, there, there's a commissioner who <clears throat> thinks highly of children. Yeah, or does not give a fuck what they think. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. Yeah, there's someone who's passed who was passed on for numerous HBO pitches and was like, "Fine, I'll do it as a cartoon." Well, this is it. I think I I've I've been told by people who've written for kids TV and have tried to write kids TV shows that in some ways kids TV is some of the hardest stuff to write because if you remove all the complexity actually it gets harder because you go well what mm. then then what are the reasons for anything happening yeah 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 so yeah to, to maintain someone's interest but also make it accessible and understandable well and, and make sense for the writers because then otherwise it gets to the point where reality falls to bits where you go oh well then he turns into a duck i don't know you know it's just well that's something that um adventure time seems able to do yeah, Adventure Time is like it's a law and, unto itself, but it's so good and so funny, and they don't explain, they don't bother explaining why anything is anything. It just is. That's true, actually, and it's uh, all the funnier for yeah, it. So they just go, "This is a good. sort of screaming lemon man," and you go, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, and Jake the dog can just become very huge, and he can become small, and that's it. He's stretchy. Yeah, he's a stretchy dog, and you need to get on board with that. <laughs> I think I think the, the I think the lesson here, Phil, is that in the face of 
in the face of children, right, with fiction, it's just about absolutely refusing to apologize or explain. Yeah, it's the same it's the same rule that governs adulthood. Don't explain, don't apologize. That's right. And and actually, maybe can you can you talk about uh, Phil listeners Phil Phil has been sleeping with another podcast. Yeah, I didn't want you to find out like this, but <laughs> I said I didn't want you to hear it from anyone else. Uh, which one are we talking about? Oh, which one? No, um, Richard Herring. Oh, yes, I was on the Richard Herring uh, Leicester Square Theatre podcast uh, last night. I think the episode will be out next month sometime in November. Uh, did you keep an ear out for that? Did you get to ask him about uh, Coolest Uncool or if he'd ever shit himself, anything like that? No, no, I was I was beholden to his format, I'm afraid. So we, we he asked me his emergency questions. Uh, one of which was very good. I mean, they're all good, but the one I remember is, um, would you rather know how you're going to die or know what happens to you Right after you die. Oh, right, right after you die, like you're already dead. Yeah. Would you rather know how you die, or how would you? Oh, would you rather know how you die, or what happens to you right after you die? What would be the use of the second one? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I went for this the second one because I want to know because the way I interpreted it was like you would know what your legacy was when you died, after you died, and what people thought of about you and did with, you know. I guess... I guess literally it's about what they do to your body, but I sort of saw it in a, in a broader sense. I suppose and slightly... I, I wouldn't want to know how I die, because that's horrible. Cause yeah. then you'd, I suppose slightly you'd sneakily, you can use how what happens after you die to figure out how you died. <laughs> that's true. Gosh, I missed that. Because yeah, they, they say, you say, uh, you only know what happened after you died, and then it's like... Well, once they'd scraped you off the train tracks, you go, aha. <laughs> well, I just I just go, la, 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 la. Every time it, it appeared to me that someone's about to discuss how I died, I just go, la, 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 <laughs> la. Not listening. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, the second season of Gargoyles, Phil was highly affected by the uh, publicized, highly publicized trial of O.J. Simpson. <laughs> what? How? How? It was a time of O.J. Simpson. It was a time of gargoyles. How? <laughs> Did they try and say that he was a gargoyle? Yeah, that was his first defense, actually. He said, uh, <laughs> O.J. Simpson said, look, I couldn't have done it. I was. It was daytime and I was a statue. I just saw the yeah. I just saw the wiki link for Trial of O.J. Simpson in the Gargoyles wiki page. Secondly, as the second season aired, the highly publicized trial of O.J. Simpson drew audiences away from Gargoyles, often due to preemption from the trial's coverage. What? What? So there were gargoyle spoilers during the trial of O.J. Simpson. <laughs> was that how was he filibustering by saying, I've heard in the next episode, Goliath? gets stabbed in the arm and everyone's going oh come on man we're gonna watch that and you say i will reveal a spoiler a day of gargoyles (laughs) until i am acquitted until my demands are met (laughs) but by the time the trial was over mighty morphin power rangers had become more powerful as a brand no way (laughs) maybe it's because it was always on saturday mornings Wait, so was Gargoyle even pop- popular at all before before the trial of O.J. Simpson? Was it actually doing quite well? Yeah, apparently, according to whatever absolute sociopath wrote this paragraph. Yeah, you can't fight the Power Rangers. Not if you're frozen for when they're awake. Did you get Power Rangers? Yes, a lot of Power Rangers in my childhood, uh, the first bit of it in, in Johannesburg. Very heavy, heavily Power Rangers focused, actually. Yeah, I mean, South Africa must have been the only place where Power Rangers was played where the Power Rangers were less armed than the kids watching them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, where the Power Rangers in South Africa were like a kind of noteworthy for their pacifist attitude. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, did you did you decide which one you were? Which Power Ranger you were? Did you choose one? Oh, my favorite color was green, so I always wanted to just be the green anything. Oh yeah, your favorite color was green when I was a kid. Yeah. What's it now? Blue. I don't know. I don't really have one now. <laughs> what's your What's green, yours now no, versus never... when you were a kid? Um, when I was a kid, I liked blue a lot. Um. And now I sort of I went I went I strayed off for a bit I went sort of yellow and red and black I love black as a kid and then um, but now I'm coming back to blue and like deep blues and sort of dark greens and stuff for sure. You've said most of the but colors the, there to be fair. And I and <laughs> I also like white and indigo. I've had I've, uh, <laughs> a, a, a real love for. Um, but when I was a kid, because me and all my cousins were always, always play together, yeah. and because there's so many of us, one of us could be a Power Ranger each, and together we'd make up the Power Rangers. So we get up, we get together and play, and like we'd be the Power Rangers. So it matched up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there one? And girl? I went. F- yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Um, I think there were two girls. There was the yellow Power Ranger and yeah, the yellow Power Ranger and the pink Power Ranger. Oh, of were course, girls. yellow and pink. And That's right. Were, yeah, and and uh, we had two girls. But I I want I remember when the because the green Power Ranger was, oh wait no 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 the white Power Ranger was a new addition. He was a bad guy. Was he bad or did he turn bad? He he no he started bad and then he turned good, and I think he became gold. Yeah. I think the white Power Ranger became gold. Oh, no, the Green Ranger turned white. Oh, the Green... No, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. The Green Ranger turned white. That's right. And oh, the no, green, the Green and he was, I think he was bad. One. He was bad as green. He was bad as green and then became white. Oh, did I even comprehend that? Also, um, very funny to say the White Power Ranger. <laughs> um. There was um, a, a guy at, at uni who did stand-up. He, he did a great bit about it. God, I should... I wish, I, what was his name? Oh, he was really good at stand-up. A, a guy at, who at we knew? He didn't do it after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did all the college gigs and stuff. Wait, this rings a bell. And he had a bit about the Power Rangers. And... Um, oh, we should, didn't right, he have that bit about the Simpsons as well? Yeah, that's right. It's, yeah, he did a lot of bits about kids' shows. And um, the Power Rangers bit was like how it ingrained these racial uh, hierarchies, or not the racial stereotyping into kids, like from such an early age. Yes. And g- gender stereotypes. The pink Power Ranger was a girl. The black Power Ranger was black. the The yellow Power Ranger was Asian, and the white Power Ranger was the leader. <laughs> <laughs> and it was such a good bit. It's so good. Um, he oh he was he was a uh, he was blonde and he he did law. Yes, right. That's right. That's right. Ah, oh, fuck. He was good. He was good. He's there. There were a bunch of people like uh, uni who were like, "Wow, you're really good." You know, these are they just they were these sort of. Uh, I, and like I mean, amateur in the in the nicest way. Like they were like they were gentlemen tinkerers. Yes. They they had their degree. They were quite focused on what they did. But twice a term, they'd come up with five minutes of stand-up. It was really, really good. And then they'd perform it, and then they'd go back to their jobs, and they finished uni, and they became journalists or whatever. With, and like, that guy's a barrister, I think. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that makes yeah, sense yeah. with that stand-up makes sense, skills, isn't it? Are sort of, yeah, exactly. God damn. This is going to bug me for a thousand years now, I think. Jamie! Sorry, I missed that. Jamie, that's it. It's going to bug me for a thousand years, I said. But what I meant was one second. <laughs> it was Jamie. Shout out yeah. to Jamie if he's listening. God damn. Yeah, that's some good stand-up. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, the, uh, maybe... What do you think would have happened if we'd been happy with tinkering and then just not doing it for uh, our entire lives forever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine it. I sort of envy the ability to just sort of dip into something, be good at it, enjoy it, and then move on. Yeah, to not really, to not really give a shit. That's that's the sort of like, uh, it's it's quite an advanced. Like, it would be impressive to see someone do it with, say, music, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and I think impossible because like to get good at music, you just have to commit. Comedy from time to time, you can just 
someone will drop in and they'll just be good straight away. But you, you can't you can't instinctively know how to play the oboe. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Phil. <laughs> for God's sake, don't drag me into your mediocrity. <laughs> And you just start a solo. <laughs> Instinctive Oboe is uh, one of the best players. Maybe <laughs> that's the name of your debut and only jazz oboe album. Yeah. And it's like black and blue on the front, and it's just you wailing on this oboe, and it's just called Pierre Novelli Distinctive Instinctive Oboe. <laughs> And it's just you, like, leaning back with his oboe, just really ripping it. Just... It's done It's done in that style where it's, like, it's a, it's a, it's like a very limited, like, three-color print. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Black bottom layer. <laughs> yeah, all layer, different shades then, of blue and black. Yeah, black bottom layer, then, like, medium blue, and then the oboe is in, like, gold. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shiny. Shiny. Oh man, I wish I could play the oboe now so I could release that album because I can see the cover art in my head so clearly. Yeah, it looks so good. It looks so good in my head. <laughs> instinctive oboe by Piano Valley. It's instinctive oboe. And then, you know, people, it would be like, uh, you know, you'd have to be very lucky to see him at uh, Ronnie Scott's, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He only drops in once every five, six years. I mean, he doesn't even call ahead. Yeah, you just have to be lucky. You just have to be lucky. <laughs> it's incredible. Oh, fuck. I really, I might go watch Gargoyles now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it's one of those old classics that is, was actually, you know, we'll find us some new following now. I think... Um, Gargoyles. I think the strength of our... Uh, one of the well, one of the strengths of our friendship, Phil, and is is that because both of us are, are international uh, citizens of nowhere, as Theresa May called us. Yeah. Um, we ca- we we are one of the few people that the other can be nostalgic with, with any degree of accuracy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because we didn't. Because yeah, I don't. You know, we can't do it. I don't with, know who with, decides what shows get to go to South Africa and Malaysia, but they, they, there is a lot of crossover. <laughs> I think you'll find it's one David Xanatos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's one weird guy who has shaped this full sensibility with his baffling, baffling choices. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean that, and that's. I think we. I think we do well among the third culture kids, the international kids crowd. We got a lot of you guys listening. Yeah, yeah, totally. People who went to schools yeah, named after nice. nationalities that they are not, for example. Yes, like the American School of Paris. Exactly, and being neither French nor American. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's our niche. Maybe that's our niche, the whole UN vibe. The number number one downloaded podcast in the United Nations. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're actually all listening to. You know when there's footage of the UN and everyone's got their earpieces in? <laughs> that's, that's, that's not the translators. They're listening to Pod Pod. <laughs> and when they're looking really serious, it's because they're listening to that bit where the woman shits her own pussy. <laughs> Oh, by the way, I finished the Nuremberg series on Radio 4, and I recommend it to everyone. It's so good. Okay, there's just so much interesting stuff. No spoilers? Huh, sorry? No spoilers, yeah. Maybe they get out. Who knows? (laughs) Um, And this, uh, I didn't realize how many firsts the Nuremberg trial was. Oh, yeah? I mean, it was the first time, like, genocide was basically defined in those terms. First time wars against humanity was even considered as a possibility. Yeah. And um, also the first time that um, the... well, I guess the first time a kind of international court was convened, and it was the first time that um, people had those earpieces in at like a, a convention. It was the first first time they had live interpretation, live translation that's through right. headphones. Yeah, and at first the judges were like, "We can't have headphones on all the time. We look like we look like um, <laughs> telegram girls." That was we like look honestly, like moon there. men. <laughs> 
And it was just like this mad dash. They had to have so many interpreters because they had to have like English to German, German to English, German to French, French to English. And they had like 36 interpreters on at once. It's crazy. I mean, it's astonishing. It's all on BBC, isn't it? Yeah, it's all on BBC Sounds, Nuremberg. You would you would hear this on the BBC? <laughs> yeah, for once, this is something you would hear on the BBC. That's right. What you won't what you won't hear on the BBC is any. They are completely unwilling. The MSM don't want to hear about David Zanatos and the Illuminati. You know what you won't hear on the BBC? Anything about the age of gargoyles. <laughs> They're- they're conspicuously silent about the age of gargoyles. I've, I, I don't recall hearing a start the week about the age of gargoyles. You, you mm, interesting, isn't it? You stop Nick Robinson in the street and ask about gargoyles, and he doesn't even say anything. He just looks confused and frightened and runs away. He 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 gives you a, a rushed. He, he rushes a hurried response about not having the time. And runs and, and dashes off, quickens his pace nervously. Every BBC employee I ask about gargoyles doesn't seem to have a clue what I'm asking them about. You go up to the BBC and you say, I'm here about gargoyles, and they'll just pull down a shutter like, like a bank that's going bust. <laughs> Ignorance or something much worse. What are they keeping from us? Gargoyles, I bet. Xanatos has got to them. Xanatos has got to them, and that's why it's illegal to sneak onto the roof of the BBC's offices and take photographs, because that's where the gargoyles are. <laughs> and not for any other reason <laughs> would it be illegal to do that. Um, Alright, well, I genuinely might go watch a YouTube clip of the intro to remind myself of that extraordinary monologue. Um, I'm going to do the same. What are you going to do after that, Phil? Are you going to unwrap your bins and bin your bin bag bins? I'm going to unwrap my bins um, and see if it is truly Al Kartoffen. Um, what was it? Absolutely Al- 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 Absolutely Falkauf. Hopefully it's not Falkauf at all. <laughs> um, and then we're going to see a friend's baby. Ooh, baby visit. Very nice. Um, yeah. I... Um, I, I should, you know what I'm going to do, Phil? I'm going to watch the Gargoyles thing. I'm going to go for a bloody walk. Wow. Where are you going to walk to? I'm going to walk. And where are you going to walk from? <laughs> I'm going to crawl until I'm going to start my walk. Because you got to walk before <laughs> you can crawl. you got to crawl before you can walk. And it's good for the core. Um, and if you're a Gargoyle, you got to be a stone for a thousand years before you can walk. That's right. After the, you were betrayed by the very humans you swore to protect. I mean, God knows what that's about. <laughs> Tell me that, Santos. <laughs> um, anyway, have a good week, listeners, and we will see you next week. See you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.